It doesn't matter how many hours I've been up. It doesn't matter what I've done for anyone. Right now, I'm too nervous to take a meal from McDonald's because I can't see it being made. I don't know what's going on with people nowadays, but please just give us a break. Please just give us a break. I don't know how much more it can take. I've been in this for 15 years and I've never, ever had such anxiety about waiting for McDonald's drive through food. So just have a heart and if you see an officer, just tell them thank you. Because I don't hear thank you enough anymore. An officer, Karen, being extremely upset and paranoid about her uh, her McMuffin, thinking that the McDonald's employees are going to poison her. But uh, like, did you notice that at the first of the video that she she order she uses the mobile app to order that way she doesn't have to worry about anybody paying for her food? Like, she just wanted to put that little detail out. She's like, I pay for my own coffee and McMuffin. Oh God. Yes, because that's expensive. Um, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, to hi- you're right to highlight the point that I pay for it. I um, pay for my own McMuffin. <laughs> Good for you. It's like, I would hope so. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's kind of, it's a weird, ridiculous situation. But um, if she's having panic attacks over, you know, how restaurant... People are going to treat her and like over a fucking egg McMuffin. How is she still a police officer? Like, how does she have the presence of mind to handle an even more stressful situation? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like if you're um, melting like, down about that, do you really need to have a fucking firearm? <laughs> yeah. And I, I, you know, on some level, I can like sort of sympathize. Like if it thinks you make it a stupid, cringy video to post on social media to get that shit out then like okay i guess yeah. but at the same time like you gotta you can't you can't do that as like someone yeah. who's gonna wield a gun yeah uh, yeah the fact that she is driving around with tasers uh mace and a gun possibly tear gas or whatever that she has in there what's going on right now and that she is having a meltdown about an egg mcmuffin and demanding that we say thank you thank you she's like just say we just need people to say thank you because so much is going on and there's yeah it's called other people in the same uniform that you are currently wearing and making this cringe video have been uh shooting and killing uh black men for decades uh gassing tasing and clubbing uh protesters that are speaking out against it and you want fucking sympathy because you had to pull around and wait for your fucking breakfast meal you had to wait on your dollar menu item and so you're gonna post a fucking cringy ass video like what did she think would happen Right. Uh, yeah, it's just. I think it's just like an emotional fucking outburst. Well, um, call somebody. I Don't like, fucking record it and share it on social media. Oh, oh I know. Like this is some call your best shit. friend. Call another Karen. Call another Karen and just be like, I just gotta get this off my chest. I'm having a nervous breakdown about my egg McMuffin and coffee with extra cream. Don't fucking yep. post fucking social media. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Horrible decision for sure. Yeah. And and it's just like uh <laughs> uh like this is like this is just not the first time that they're just asking for attention. Like, did you see the Shake Shack where three cops uh claimed that they were poisoned, but the DA in New York said they found no criminality and then later kind of came out that there was bleach maybe in the cups. But they just raised wow. such a fucking uh, stink about it. And like Shake Shack had to make a statement and stuff like that. And it's just like, like I'm a little hesitant to trust anything that a cop says. Like uh, a couple of years ago, not a couple of years ago, but like last year, that cop in Kansas City uh, wrote pig on his own cup and got a fucking uh, food service worker fired because he mm-hmm. wanted it. He did it for attention. Yeah, I remember that. And um, hey, you know, on on the other hand, if uh, if I guess this is proof that you know the president can't just tell people to drink bleach and have it be a good idea. Yeah, um, exactly. At, <laughs> at least the cops are recognizing that. Hey, maybe yeah, even the cops. I thought the cops were on his side, though. I thought the, like he always says the cops are on his side, and apparently they're not down for drinking bleach. And yeah, but they are. They're going. Yeah, they're going to tell their union. Maybe you can get the bikers for Trump to try it. Maybe, but those aren't the real cops, like because they don't support him, so they're yeah. fake. Fake <laughs> cops, fake news, everyone. Fake cops, fake news, fake news. Fake news. Oh, I got the cops, and I got the bikers, and I got the military on my side, and I'm just like, why did you have to bring up the bikers? I'm yeah. like, of course you have the fucking bikers. Like every like the cliche biker is uh, racist as fuck, so of course you have them on your side. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's only natural. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's yeah, it's fucking. Yeah, there's a lot of weird uh, timings with all of his um, statements and events and shit. It, it's all kind of there's all there's always some kind of nod to a racist group, like with mm-hmm. the Tulsa rally going to be on Juneteenth, but now it's got pushed back a day. Uh, there was his anti-trans or uh healthcare bill that he passed on the anniversary of the pulse nightclub shooting uh it's just so many little and even you know like we're you're just saying with the bikers like why bring up the bikers again it's just like constant little nods uh the ford fucking speech a couple weeks ago that was whereas oh good bloodlines if you're into that if you know what i mean (laughs) like wink wink nudge nudge no, I, I guess you're right about that, about the bikers. is he, It is like, it, it is a dog whistle that he's saying to his base when he's at his rally, saying, I got the bikers on my side. Like, the first thing that people think of when they think bikers is they think rough, tumbly, uh, kind of, you know, white, older white dudes that are, you know, going to hit people and usually do not like uh, eth- uh, uh, people that are not white. Mm-hmm. And like you look at uh, like Hell's Angels and uh, the Outlaws and most of the big biker clubs that you know, I'm pretty sure that they are exclusively white. If I if I'm not mistaken, uh, they probably are. I know very little about biker culture other than the, there's a lot of white supremacists that seem to roll around with them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I, I can speak for like the former leader of the Outlaws wearing like a he had a jacket like a long trench coat jacket that had the Nazi flag on the inside of it. So I think it's, per- I think it's a safe bet, at least with the outlaws. Yeah. Speaking of Nazi symbols, uh, 
I think we both forgot to put this on the on the sheet. Yeah. Uh, fucking. So I think the post actually got taken down. It was a it, Facebook. It actually ad. did got taken down. Mark Zuckerberg finally grew a pair of balls. God, about time. Jeez. Uh, so anyone not familiar with what happened, the Trump uh, campaign Facebook page posted a a call to rally people, <laughs> rally all Americans to um fight against Antifa and you know show their support to designate them as a terrorist organization, which uh, how do you designate a leaderless organization that doesn't exist as a terrorist? Uh, okay, whatever. Let's gloss over that. Um, and he wanted to do so by posting a big image of a red triangle pointing downwards. Mm-hmm. And this was a nation used by the Nazis. <laughs> in concentration camps to label their uh you know various people the and specifically this one was a red triangle pointing downwards which was used to identify political dissidents yes yes and so very um apt on that one yeah very on the very on the nose yeah, they didn't even like try to really hide this. No, one. They, yeah, they didn't. Absolutely not. It was completely just like, hey, if you're uh, if you are not a Republican, we're been, we're going to come after you some way, somehow. Mm-hmm. Not sure if it's going to be like the full on camps, but uh, it's a dog whistle. Well, it's not even a dog whistle. It's a fucking bullhorn when he does stuff like that. <laughs> it's a bullhorn. Yeah. Right. Yeah is it's it's meant to incite it's meant to dehumanize anybody that does not agree with uh the rights point of view um and it's all purposeful in my opinion it's it like there's been years of uh the right really dehumanizing uh anybody that they saw as liberal or uh leftist and it's Mm -hmm. just kind of accelerated with trump where it's like there's not really dog whistles as so much as there is just like bullhorns and what you said about the bikers and like the little upside down triangle is it's all just to rev up his base and push and just push them into uh hating uh the left even more yep and it's um i guess it kind of seems like you know he's always done this but it seems a little mm-hmm. bit more overt lately um mm-hmm. so it Maybe he's finally realizing that, you know, well, the, he's going to have issues in November and he's just going to double down on his base. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's all he has left. And it's just like, can you see the little sick offense? Like, I don't know if you saw like uh, Charlie Kirk from Turning Point <laughs> post uh, the other day that we're losing our country. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's all. It's just one single phrase. We're losing our country. No shitty memes or any of the typical uh, turning point bullshit. It was just him saying we're losing our country. And I think that that's kind of representative of how Trump's base feels right now is they feel that they are being backed into a corner with the protest, with uh, having to wear masks and everything that's going on with COVID. And so they're just an- more angry, more angry, uh, more willing to. Uh, escalate with violence uh the um actually watched a video a couple minutes before we did this of a person with a concealed carry uh shooting at protesters and then in new mexico a uh, militia group shot a protester 
That's right. I um I saw a little bit about that. I was actually uh kind of talking about it with one of my Facebook friends about that. Um I didn't get the whole story, but apparently the shooter was um purposefully agitating someone and <laughs> he did not have a concealed carry permit, but he was concealed carrying and he ended up shooting the guy four times in the torso. Oh, um but he um yeah, the guy is in critical condition, but I think he's getting better as time goes on. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah like I watched, uh, I was watching that video. Like I didn't see the video where it got where that person got shot, but watching the militiamen just kind of escalate, just be kind of dicks, uh, and then just like them walking around with their masks, and one of them had just like a weird scraggly pubic hair beard and was missing a bunch of teeth. And he was just like, ah, blah, 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 communist. As, shit. Da, 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 da. as, as per, as per usual. And, uh, they, they were just kind of puffing out their chest. They were looking for trouble. They wanted to escalate. They were hoping they could escalate and they were hoping that they could do something violent. And unfortunately in this case, they did it. Like I saw the shooting. I did not know that it was four times in the chest though. Yeah. It's, um, and that was like the point I was also trying to make during that discussion. It's like there, there are people who should not have guns and some of these people just go out looking for trouble trying to start fights and they, they're just going to use that because they want an excuse to shoot or kill someone. Um, these people are not well, like I, I really don't buy into the whole good versus evil thing. Um, I get it there, you know, we can use that as classifications, but like, at the end of the day, if you really like dig deep enough into basically any situation, like the overwhelming majority of the time, it's just someone kind of lost or disturbed or, you know, just not well. These people need help uh, more mm -hmm. than anything, more than they need to be thrown into prison and continuing our horrible criminal justice system and, and you know, prison industrial complex. <laughs> that's just designed to make profit we should be doing other things to get to the root of these problems but we're not because money yeah money and power. capitalism baby yeah. um by the way if you hear team like ceramics clinking around i'm like having tea time while we do this so <laughs> don't mind that hey <laughs> man i mean like probably there in earlier episodes there's you can clearly hear me uh ripping into a bong so i think we're okay <laughs> um, but should be fine should be fine yeah we'll be fine we'll be fine uh, speaking of capitalism let's uh let's talk about some uh news that's going on around the country uh covid infections at 2.2 million and the deaths are almost at 120,000 i thought we would hit the 120,000 mark last week but now we're uh we're almost there and uh Florida is like having a shit show of a time. Um, restaurants, uh, there are some of them are closing due to like a spike happening. Like today, I believe uh, they reported 3,270 cases overnight, and that's the like highest corona infection like record for Florida. So uh, it's going well down there, uh, but. Yeah, some of the restaurants are already closing again just due to concerns and other restaurants are staying open and this is uh this is disturbing to me is that they are not obligated to report if workers test positive to anybody. Um oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, it's just like, so say that uh, Jane comes into work and she feels fine. And the next day she has a fever and she goes and tests positive for COVID. And she calls her work and she's just like, hey, I had COVID and I probably worked three shifts while doing it. They're not obligated to tell anybody that they they can just go on as business as usual. And God only knows how many times uh, Jane interacted with customers. Uh, hopefully Jane practiced good hygiene, hypothetically, and, you know, did not spread it. But still, like if I ate at a restaurant and I found out that a worker had COVID, I would hope that the restaurant would tell people, would report it and just be like, hey. This is because asymptomatic carriers are walking around and they don't even know they have it. And it's just really irresponsible because you're just creating more of a spread by doing that. Yeah. And not telling anybody. Irresponsible. Yeah. Um, but capitalism. Yeah. Capitalism, profit motive, um, all that stuff. Okay. Yeah, that's fucked. I mean, I guess if you don't have to like report the numbers then the numbers don't go up so everything's fine right there yeah everything as, everything's uh, fine. as i just kind of rewatched uh avatar the last airbender a couple weeks ago um there is no war in bossing say it does not exist <laughs> <laughs> um this was uh kind of goes into a point i wanted to I was thinking about talking about last week but i don't know it didn't really fit in but as far as like cases uh of covid go you know, certain areas are doing better than the other uh, than other areas in the country. Um, mm -hmm. There's a good comparison between Pennsylvania and Texas, where basically they're very similar in their metrics and uh, like population densities in certain areas. Um, yet Pennsylvania is seeing a decrease in overall cases. Um, and I think it was a couple weeks ago. It was they were both hovering around eighty-two thousand, like total cases. Um, Pennsylvania was going down, but Texas was starting to go up, and it's because Pennsylvania spent a long time locking things down and you know social distancing and whatever and quarantining and like it sucked for people, but um, at least they're having a you know they're doing better than Texas, where you know you see people. I just remember this one image of like a beach just completely packed with people because they were they got bored of COVID. They didn't want to take it seriously anymore. It, it was just like just a mass of human bodies just like sitting on like you couldn't even fucking see sand in this this these videos. It was insane. So it's like no wonder um, Texas is having a fucking issue, and so is yeah. Florida because they don't really give a shit. They just want yeah. A lot of usual. the southeastern states are having it. it's like you look at Nashville and like the honky tonk bars, and they're just fucking crowded full of people, and it's just like Alabama crowded full of people like going uh, like to their beaches and stuff as well. It's uh, like we are going to have another surge. We are. It, mm -hmm. It's just a matter of like we thought a second wave wouldn't happen until, you know, the fall, closer to Thanksgiving. But the more we do this, uh, the harder it's going to be. Yep, and uh, exactly. If we had kind of dealt with this stuff properly from the get go, 
um, or at least more effectively, right? Like um, actually give people payments instead of letting them yeah. wait two months for a fucking check that doesn't even cover like a month worth of bills. Yeah. Um, if we had done like this shit properly from the start. Um, or Medicare for all. Or Medicare for, oh yeah, Medicare for all. Um, Even if it was I mean, just if we had temporary implement- Medicare for all. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people were talking about. It's just, hey, give free healthcare to everyone during this, you know, crisis. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck. Um, yeah. We'd be in a much better position, but, you know. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is, like, we are reaching record high unemployment that we've seen since the Depression, uh, considering everybody's healthcare is tied to their employer. Uh, they're losing getting like lots of people that are laid off even like the supposed good capitalistic companies are saying hey your benefits are expiring in 15 days and you don't have a job to come back to and so Mm -hmm. it's just like there were so many things that we could have done on both sides it's like yes trump is a blunderous idiot uh that didn't believe COVID was even going to happen but the democrats response to it was just weak and we've talked about it and it's just like they this was a this was an easy home run for them this was an easy pitch Mm -hmm. of just being like hey employees are being laid off let's get some ubi going let's get some medicare for all going uh even if it's just temporary even if it was just for like six months to get everybody through this but instead uh we they we decided not to do that they dropped the ball completely with just a small twelve hundred dollar check for per adult and like if you've lived in it like i don't think i don't care where you're at any metropolitan area in this country, I don't think twelve hundred dollars would cover your rent, your electricity, and your water, or or even your cell phone bill. And it's just like those are necessities these days. It's even a cell phone. It's just like it's it it was just a drop of water into the ocean. It's it didn't do fucking shit. And. Yeah. Uh, and now we have Secretary Steve Mnuchin saying we cannot shut down the economy again if a second wave hits. Uh, and so we we may we've already started manufacturing enough consent uh, before this happened of just like everybody's got to get back to work or it's going to destroy our economy. It's going to kill everything. Everything I would die rather than watch the stock market plummet even further well guess what the stock market's not plummeting it plummeted it early and the minute we started saying well we gotta get everybody back to work it was fine it was fine uh the minute they got to fucking raid the treasury raid our tax dollars and have no oversight whatsoever and got more tax cuts part of these fucking stimulus bills they were fine they are going back to posting high numbers again pretty consistently consistently there's no fucking plummeting happening they got theirs they don't give a shit about the rest of us they just want the worker bees back and that's what mutin trump and everybody on the right is trying to do and some on the left is get back to work uh eat this shit sandwich have a smile on your face and be grateful that you have maybe a job exactly and then, and of course, this is all being projected onto the Democrats. Uh, it's the Democrats' fault that we were in a quarantine and lockdown for so long. Uh, they could have done so much better with this. COVID they were trying situation. to save your asses. <laughs> 
yeah, trying to look literally save lives where you didn't give a fuck about grandma and grandpa. But suddenly, now that everyone's going back to business and you're like, oh, well, now we're starting to see some increases and in refixing our economy. Now you kind of give a shit about grandma and grandpa uh, after the fucking Floyd protests started uh, and you're blaming yeah. them for not wearing masks when literally like fucking 1% or some shit of those conservative ass protests like to you know cancel the lockdown like not a goddamn one of them were wearing masks no no you're real. no, no, no never never wearing masks and like me and you have both been out on the streets for these protests and everybody's wearing masks like you might see somebody yeah. you know maybe pulling it down for a second but a majority of people are wearing masks and it's yeah. just like it's like they, they get it times. i get it and it's just like yeah it's hard to be social distance in those in those circumstances but they're still fucking trying they're still wearing masks they're still trying to be responsible um in nashville uh, bring up the honky tonks again uh like the the honky tonk people the tourists that come to nashville were spitting on uh protesters uh last week oh shit yeah, they're spinning That's, from uh, the buildings onto protesters. They were protesting uh, with uh, for for George Floyd, and it's just like, ah, uh, you just what a bunch of fucking cowards. Yeah, a fucking bunch of cowards of that. And I'm sure that that's going on in other fucking places, but it's just like a friend actually, uh, you know, forwarded me that and just like forwarded me a little video of just showing them just like, you know, going to to i was just like for fuck's sake um what the fuck like even if you don't even if you want to be like oh lives matter like why the fuck are you spinning on other people yeah right cause, well because like, they're a, they're a liberal threat they're the, the yeah. red scare and, and it's um, awfully fucking brave to fucking spit from spit on somebody from three stories up or two stories up i bet you if they were down on the fucking ground with everybody else they wouldn't fucking dare do it no, they wouldn't. You know they wouldn't. Yeah. It's it's pathetic is yeah. what it is. Um Yeah, yeah it's just nah, fuck 'em. You yeah, know? fuck 'em. Just uh if they want to open their country so bad, then let them go you know, die catching COVID on the assembly lines. Yeah, like, let them let them fucking let, stock the grocery store shelves. Let them go to fucking Costco's and unload the fucking toilet paper that people are buying. I've actually noticed that Costco's actually has a little more toilet paper now, and I think that's just because all the conservatives are fucking pissed off and not going to Costco's anymore. But <laughs> probably, hey. well, whatever. Um, more yeah, whatever. Fuck it. I'd like fuck it. I get my dog from from Costco's, and if I have good for me. <laughs> Yep, exactly. It uh, yeah, it's. Uh, but uh, speaking of big, fucking stores and wholesale shit, we got we got the meat industry that's kind of fucking us over. <laughs> well, they've been fucking us over for the last couple of years, but um, now yeah, they're finally, yeah, well, environmentally and um, literal uh, literal price fixing. Yeah, um, price fixing. <clears throat> there was. Well, I'll talk about the tuna if you want to cover the rest. But uh, there's a bunch of canned tuna companies uh, who got fined for price fixing. And uh, I think one of them got like 40 months in jail. Uh, there was like Bumblebee, Starkist. Uh, there was another who kind of ratted out all the other companies. And they got no charges uh, for working uh, in exchange for working with the authorities. 
to uncover the other two companies. Um, so they were price fixing. I think one company got fined twenty five million, another is a hundred million, <laughs> which is it's it's a slap on the wrist. Um, this is you know white collar theft, and that's not really gonna get any real results because capitalism. Um, but and there are some ongoing investigations into the meat industry at large, uh, especially with uh, chicken and beef and stuff. Uh, those are still underway, but um, there haven't been any results yet, like there were with the tuna companies. Mm-hmm. And uh, meatpacking uh, facilities have basically uh, the the meat the great meat shortage of 2020 due to COVID was it was a lie. It was a lie. Uh, there was no meat shortage, um, which is horrible is basically they forced sick people and forced and like raised such a fuss that Donald Trump uh, issued an executive order allowing meat plants to stay open as an essential business even as workers were getting sick and dying but according to the New York Times and USA Today the meat industry was lying about the threat of a shortage in order to maintain the large exports to oversee markets it was a fake Meat shortage tweeted labor journalist Stephen Greenhouse. The meat companies were saying the sky was falling and it really wasn't. And it wasn't there, it, it wasn't that there was enough supply, it was that the supply was being sent abroad. So basically, they did not give a shit if people were sick, uh, if people were dying, if people were putting their families at risk. They wanted to keep those uh, meat exports to China going. And Let's see, where is the, basically they had enough, they had more meat frozen in their freezers at the end of April, 2020, than they actually had frozen last year in 2019 before there was any pandemic. So that shows you that all they were doing was just hoarding meat in the freezers, churning it out continuously by forcing their workers to come via this executive order where it was declared an essential business. And they basically let grocery store shelves run empty and just kind of cause this big scare that we're that our food supply chain was in danger. And I'm sure that, you know, our food supply, the supply chains everywhere are kind of fucked right now. But this just shows you that big businesses are taking advantage of it just to line their own pockets. I like I think once we're all said and done, we're going to look at 2020 as just the greatest pillaging of American middle class and working class people that we've that we've ever seen in this country. For sure. It's gonna all the consequences of everything that's happened this year, yeah, we're gonna feel it over the next couple of years. Um maybe not even until like a couple of years down the road. And if I remember correctly, the, uh, with the meatpacking shit and all the um things that Trump did to all the legislation passed around the meat companies to protect them. All it did was further. It, it didn't do anything for worker protections. Um, it did. It just reduced the liability that the uh, meat packers faced with um, with COVID related shit. And that's the kind of legislation they're trying to ram through with the next um, the next big stimulus act. Which I, who knows when the hell that's going to get passed. But that's what the Republicans want. That's a big red line for them is 
you know, basically make no company, uh, make all the companies not liable for COVID related uh, issues as the economy, you know, gets back online. Um, yeah, it's just, this is being, it's, it's hilarious because I deal with this fucking narrative in my workplace like every day. Um, <laughs> it's, there's the phrase that the Democrats, uh, keep saying, well, or they abide by this philosophy of never let a good crisis go to waste. Well, what do you fucking think the Trump administration is doing right now? They're they're taking full advantage of it, and of course, projecting it onto the Democrats um, as per usual. It's it's insane. Um, it's ridiculous. And you had I wanted to mention this, but you put in a thing about the U.S. ranked as one of the worst countries in workers' rights. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another, whoops, there was another, um, another piece in my workplace that was kind of talking about, um, is like this global ranking system. I had like the, the link here, the IMD world competitiveness center. Uh, they just released their 2020 results. It's a, uh, I think it's like a Swedish, uh, economic school or something like that. They basically do a ranking system every year that shows um, which co- countries are best at facilitating economic prosperity. And they use like a bunch of, um, a bunch of metrics. And in 2019, the USA was ranked third and this year it's ranked 10th. <laughs> so it dropped down seven points and, you know, the conservatives are really butthurt about this and they need a little pep talk to cheer them up. Um, and one of the big factors for this thing was, uh, for this change of rankings is the U.S.-China trade war. Uh, people are just losing confidence in both of these countries because um, they're doing everything at you know at everyone else's expense. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, you know they're, they're just losing faith in two of the biggest looking economic powerhouses in the world. Yeah, we're um, playing a chicken. Uh, we're playing a game of chicken on the road, and everybody else is caught in the middle, saying. Hoping that one of the countries is just going to go. All right, no, we're going to verb off of the verb off the road and not plow everybody because that's basically what China and the United States are doing is that they are just uh, playing chicken with one another, seeing which one's going to flinch first, and everybody else is just caught in the crossfire. Yep, it's a it's a really fucked up game of chicken, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So the workers' rights things, I didn't, I didn't see that, but yeah, it doesn't surprise that, me. That came out today. The International Trade Union Confederation is the world's largest trade. Global United States was given a low ranking in its 2020 Global Rights Index. Among major developments, the the U.S. has one of the worst records. The international, uh, basically, let's see, I'm going to see the index right here, and and we're just going to just see who's uh who's above us. Yep, and the, the U.S. US was kind ranked. Of, yeah. Oh, go for it. I was just gonna say, like, the U.S. has been ranked pretty low with some crucial shit, like education, um, among you know countries with democracy. Um, it ranks really low on really essential shit, but really high on the military. 
So <laughs> the United States, uh, the United States was ranked number four, was ranked four, meaning there are systemic, uh, s- systematic violations of workers' rights just above China, which is ranked number, which is ranked five, meaning there's no guarantee <laughs> of workers' rights. So the only people oh, that we are better than is China. No. <laughs> oh. At least we're better than someone. That's all that matters. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh my God! Europe, as well as Canada and Australia, was given between a one, meaning there are sporadic violations, and a three, meaning there are regular violations. The Middle East and North Af- Africa were rated the worst, with many countries ranked four and five. So we are in the same ranking as uh, North African countries, and better than China. Sounds about right. That's yeah. uh, but you know American exceptionalism. We can just kind of yeah. brush that off, right? Yeah, yeah, but exceptionalism. Um, so yeah, we talked. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Trump rally. Uh, you you saw that he's making people sign waivers. Uh, like all the people, uh, like all the medical profession professionals in Tulsa are just being like, please do not hold this rally because it's going to be a. It has the potential of being a super spreader, and he's making people sign waivers. To come to, in like, and exempt them from COVID. Yeah, to exempt them issues. from suing him if they catch COVID, and that they're handing out masks, God. but they're they are not required to wear them during the rally. Oh, you know those are just going to end up in a fucking landfill too. Yeah, they're just going to um, end up in a landfill unused instead of you know going to people like you know what? Don't even fucking hand out the mask. In my opinion, I understand why they're doing it in case somebody wants to wear it, but don't even hang them out because most of them are not going to use it and you they're not going to be able to be reused. And those are supplies that could have gone to, you know, so many people like more hospitals, even though it seems like we are catching up on the PPE stuff. But still, it's just such a waste of resources. Yeah, it's a waste of resources. Um, I think I saw a Craigslist ad now that I think about it. Um looking for volunteers to like wave signs around or some shit mm-hmm. um which doesn't surprise me if they're you know gonna fucking pay people to show the show up to these rallies because it's all about the numbers that's the only real metric um you know the more people you have at your rallies the uh, the more successful you are um mm-hmm. at least in trump's mind that's that's how he sees the world um it's nuts I, you know, I think maybe the only way you might get those people to wear um, masks is if it was like a had like the American flag on it or something. That might yeah. be the only incentive. Yeah. Well, even then, it's just like I saw like a dude fucking try to put me in there and try to talk shit to me. And it was like a he ran a business and basically what he did was he sold conservative masks. He sold like face masks that had like trump uh 2020 maga cag or don't tread on me with the fucking stupid snake and i think he only had like 10 followers on twitter so clearly he did not do enough research on his market oh um, no no yeah, he did I, not. I wish i could find that i wish i could find that tweet it, it happened right when this first started and i didn't think of it i didn't pay much mind to it i was just like this is ridiculous but yeah i was just like i don't know how well those masks would sell even then i was just like it's like know your market and half of these uh trump and uh, these maga and cag people or whatever you know they don't even think this shit exists so why the fuck are they gonna buy a mask yeah 
I think yeah. maybe maybe if they like poked holes in it, I think that would be a big big seller. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean <laughs> uh, just be like, don't tread on me, big hole snake's head. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh John Bolton's book is uh coming out next week. Uh I encourage my followers on Twitter to steal it because <laughs> I refuse <laughs> I, I refuse to uh uh pay pay any money i'm not i'm just not gonna read it at all i don't care enough i think if john bolton really gave two shits about this country which i know he doesn't because he's a war hawk and i know john bolton's history for, uh since the bush years um and i'm just like no don't buy his book he had his chance to do the right thing he had his chance to go to congress and he didn't do it and he just wants he's going to make fuck he's going to make a fucking killing from this book because every resistance liberal even if they don't like john bolton they're going to be like oh we can read this book and we'll have more ammunition against trump so that's why if you are a leftist uh and you want to do it pirate it yeah, I mean, hell, information Fucking information should be free. It. All information um, should be free in my in my eyes, anyways. And uh, don't line the pocket of that fucking warhawk. Yeah, this was uh, <laughs> one of the one of the fucking core tenets of like uh, the hacker's ethic of the hacker's code or some shit. Like, information wants to be free. Yeah. Um, this is like the inception of the internet is all about spreading information. So, fuck it. Yeah. It, 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 it should be free, and if it's worth something to you, hey, buy it. But yeah, otherwise, right. it should be freely available. Um, the conservatives, of course, are actually the Trump administration, I believe, if I remember correctly, is trying to put a yeah. hold on uh, yeah, publishing of the book because it contains like classified information or some shit. That, that's like, what's so, uh, yeah, that's what's so fucking funny to me is that they have painted themselves in a get out of it somehow with their base but like um before they were like oh john bolton it's full of nothing but lies 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 mm -hmm. well it has classified information well, which is it is john bolton lying or is he telling the truth where you have to stop him from doing it and that only came that that lawsuit started coming out when uh the little nuggets because like all the mainstream media has got early access to it and they you know shared a little things and like one of them was one of the big ones i saw and it was completely taken out of context it, it's still fucked up but uh i saw a lot of people a couple of days ago just being like donald trump tried to get uh the president of china to uh help him win the election and it's just like that and that's all they said is they didn't put the context of it whatsoever is what he did was he encouraged the continuing of china buying uh buying crops from farmers in the country because trump felt that if the farmers were doing well and china was buying large amounts of soy and corn and stuff like that from america it would paint him in a positive light and that that's still and he said that he did say that to the leader of china and that is inherently wrong he should not be trying to encourage china to buy stuff for his own re-election but the context of it is is like if you would just read the headline that you've seen everywhere it would be like oh he personally just asked china to help him win re-election and that leaves a lot of it leaves a lot to be open for interpretation whether that's hacking or what have you um
And then another one was the other one I read that only caught my eye. Um, caught my eye was uh, the Muslim re-education camps that China talked about and Trump liked, and that's pretty fucking scary. Yeah, um, China's doing some pretty horrific shit, <laughs> yeah. especially with uh, I think it's like a Northwestern province. I forget the name of it, but it's basically cultural genocide is what they're doing. Yeah. So, oh, absolutely. Uh, oh, that's right. That reminds me. Um, China's starting to encroach into the Kashmir territory, so there might be a big fucking conflict between. China, India, and uh, Pakistan to a lesser extent, but uh, yeah. mostly China and India because they're the big yeah. powerhouses. Yeah, and there was like uh, 20, 20 people died at the little like at the like little shootout that they had. Mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, uh, it, it's just so hard to keep up. But like before all of, all this shit happened, I used to be really good at keeping track of world news uh but now we're just such a dumpster fire here well we were always a dumpster fire but now we're like four gigantic dumpster fires at once it's hard to like see world news like what's happening in in china and india on the borders in there because it's just like we have civil unrest we have a pandemic and we have uh unemployment and we have trump saying stupid shit every day <laughs> yeah exactly it's it's impossible to fucking keep yeah. up with everything anymore it was already difficult like you said but now it's just yeah basically yeah. impossible yeah and, and and like for years even during I was able to keep up with like world news as well as our own uh domestic news it's just it's just hard now um so i figure like until things kind of until the protests and everything go on we haven't really been talking about conspiracies uh, or like having a big main topic that we wanted to discuss but uh today it was just like we wanted to talk about some of the uh some of the things that are just kind of like two things have gone unnoticed by mainstream media and uh like you've seen like i believe today there's six uh hangings by black men that are being ruled as suicide i haven't uh, kept up with all of them but that's yeah, it, it's hard it, it's it's buried under everything yeah it is and it's um it you know it's funny timing for these to happen right yeah um totally a coincidence not at all um not at all something else going on not at all a hate crime um, yeah you know let's just take everything at face value yeah like uh it, yeah, go for it. Uh, like I, I, one of the news I saw today was uh, Robert Fuller. It was the first one that I heard about. Uh, that uh, was found hung in uh, in Palmdale, Florida. His stepbrother died last week, like a couple of days ago, from from having a shootout with the police. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, I saw that when I first woke up today. Um. But yeah, it's like there's uh there's five hanging, six hangings now, and each one of them have been quickly ruled a suicide. And it's just like I know that 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 like hanging is a popular method of when people kill themselves. Like I'm aware of that, and I'm trying not to go to tinfoil hat until we have more proof. Like the first couple of ones I saw was just like, all right, there's something up. But now that we're getting like we're in this uh, like past the five 
in them. It just seems so weird that black men would be found hung in trees as suicide, considering the historical context that black men used to be hunted down by racist white people and hung in trees. Mm -hmm. And it just doesn't make much sense to me of like, even if you are going to hang yourself, if you're suicidal and you're going to hang yourself, why are you hanging yourself outside of a couple of blocks away from city hall or in a public park or on a playground or wherever? Why, like, why are these people not killing themselves in their own, uh, in their own homes? Cause it, usually that's where I believe most suicides happen is in their own home. And I see a lot of downplaying of this. And luckily, like I believe California does have the FBI investigating it. Um, but I don't think Houston where one of these cases happened is doing anything about it. And it's just, it's just incredibly fishy to me. And I know a lot of people on social media feel the same way. It's just, we're not hearing about this on news media. We're not hearing about this on the CNN and the MSNBCs of the world, or even on like big newspapers such as the Washington Post or the New York Times at all. Yeah. And the and only way I've heard about it is through like local papers. Right. And I've been I've been told at my workplace uh on a number of occasions like leading up to the George Floyd uh murder, there were like a bunch of you know, black people getting shot or killed somehow. Uh you know, through various methods. And I was, I was told that like, yeah, well, you know, we can't really write on that because it's not really news, right? It's, um, these things happen every day. They happen all the time, but we got to focus on the big picture and whoa, look, suddenly it seems like racial tensions are actually a real thing to write about now. Yeah. Um, and regarding the, the hangings, um, <laughs> I have heard, some stupid shit about not the hangings themselves, but there's this there's this idea floating around among I don't know what kind of right wingers. I don't know which ones really adopt this, but it's essentially like you know the 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 crime statistics of like well black people are responsible for uh, was it like thirteen fifty or some shit like thirteen percent of population is responsible for something about of the crimes. Uh, mm -hmm. So one of the one of the narratives is um well what if we just like hung some black people by the uh street lamps or something or the the, the street light poles uh as a sign like hey you need to stop looting our neighborhoods and destroying our communities like that'll stop them like okay you really want to go like full vigilante mode here yeah. about this shit yeah. um i hate to use that word by the way um but jesus are you shitting me? This is yeah. not about justice or keeping order. This is about excusing your own bigotry mm -hmm. and imposing it's just like living out a fucking wish fulfillment of like, well, what if the apocalypse was real and I was the hero in that story? Like, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, isn't the if, Wild West anymore. No, this isn't the Wild West and this is not the fucking Turner Diaries. Um which like i feel we actually need to 
do an episode uh, on the Turner Diaries sooner or later because that's so much of where so much extremism comes from. But it's like, yeah, the, the the what what they are suggesting as like as a deterrent, like, do they really think that would work? And they do think it works, just like they think the death yeah, penalty works on, on some level. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Right. Do you know about the case of uh, Tamala Horsford? I do not. I hope I, I pronounced. I, yeah, I hope I pronounced her last name right. Uh this like I looked over a lot of it the last couple of days. This is one of those things that you know slipped under my radar uh, for a long time until I saw somebody share it on uh, one of my social media profile, uh, one of my social media timelines, and uh, the the case about her is really fishy and it happened in georgia uh forsyth georgia i believe and uh this lady spent the night had an adult slumber party at a house with seven other white white women and three uh white males up came to the house later and it was kind of like a football football moms sleepover like like where they had like all the moms of the athletes, you know, hang out. And uh, the next day she was found dead in the yard. Just like, and nobody, mm. nobody, none of the, none of the 10 pe- nine to 10 people that were there know what happened. No, don't know what happened to her. Weird. Yeah. Hey, maybe it's a ghost story. <laughs> yeah uh they um, said like the theories i heard was just like that she had that her wrist had been cut but they ruled that that was not it that she had fallen and that that was the only two things i saw but the case has been reopened uh, luckily and there's like a lot of tones uh, to this case uh the boyfriend of the homeowner saw uh, woman died was fired for illegally accessing court files on the case he had nothing to do with the case but he worked for the courts and he was accessing it trying to trying to keep up to date with what's going on luckily he was caught and fired um but the reason why i wanted to highlight this is just because it, it's one of the many things that are just like it has fallen through the cracks for years on it and like i would like i'm probably going to do a little more research on this myself because i want to know more about the story but that's just kind of the gist of it and hopefully we can like you know come back to it later but it's just like how in a house of that many people does a woman just suddenly go missing and then found dead in the yard and nobody has a fucking clue what happened yeah that's really weird did they do an autopsy or was it they did they did and i believe they ruled death is accidental accidental they didn't that's fucking they didn't give any more fucking details on it yeah um on february 20th major joe perkins forsyth county sheriff's office told reporters in a press conference that none of the 40 year olds in Lima foul play. It was a party. They were drinking. She was drinking. Most of the partygoers had gone to bed at the time, and she was on the deck alone. 
It was initially reported that Horsford accidentally fell off the balcony on November 4th where she was attending a football's mom sleepover with seven other mothers and three men. Local site WSB-TV shared an early coroner's death certificate that listed Horsford's death as an accident, but the fall from the deck caused multiple blunt force injuries and acute ethanol intoxication known commonly as alcohol poisoning, which is what have might have led to the fall. And uh. like... Even then, yeah. Even then, how, how do you lose track? Uh, how do you lose track known. of a supposed friend that you're having into your house and let them fall off a deck and not just check around? Because if she had drank that much while, and this is just me, maybe I'm just a more compassionate human. But if somebody's at my house and they are trashed to the point where I think they might have alcohol poisoning, I'm going to wait till they fall asleep. I'm And I'm probably going to, you know, check up on them or roll them on their stomach or something like that and just follow up with it. And apparently everybody went to sleep while this woman was extremely drunk and she was and they let her out on a deck. Didn't bother locking any fucking doors. Right. Yeah, I mean, if someone's that fucking wasted, either you do it or you make sure that, like, if they have a significant other or just someone else, like, it's just someone to fucking watch over them, make sure they're doing fine. Um, I've done that before. It's just, I don't know. You're right. It, to me, it's also common, common courtesy yeah. just to make sure someone's not going to fucking die or some yeah. shit. Her best friend, Michelle Graves, who wasn't at the party, also believe foul play took a part in her friend's death. It's impossible to get the injuries that she had from one fall, Graves said after speaking to WSB-TV about the case. She claimed her personal information was released and that bunch of other stuff. Uh, but I kind of want to go over this again somewhere down the line. It's just one of those things I wanted to highlight and hopefully, hopefully, like, there is justice or at least some answers for this woman's family. Uh, yeah. her, yeah, I'll, I will forward, uh, what I have in podcast notes. Now, another thing I want to highlight, uh, and, uh, is, uh, George Zimmerman. Uh, if you don't know who George Zimmerman is, uh, he is like one of the precursors of Black Lives Matter. And like when they, you start seeing an organi organizing about the injustices of like black men dying was George Zimmerman who uh, who killed Trayvon Martin as he claimed he was like a neighborhood watch. He kind of got in a scuffle with Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin got the upper hand. And of course, uh, like any insecure, uh, like any other insecure man who's getting his ass beat, he pulls a gun and he killed Trayvon Martin. Um but he was uh, he's been up to a lot of things uh, since then, since he's uh, and he still walks the streets to this day. And he's basically turned uh, being a racist into a profession, into a, a lucrative profession, a profession. Um, I didn't know market this. for everything. Yeah, there's a market for everything in the in a capitalistic society, apparently. Um he was for a while selling uh, paintings on eBay until he kind of got busted where it was uh, shown that he was not he was not creating these paintings, but rather copying other people's works and then painting them himself. <laughs> oh um, 
yeah he likes to go around gun stores uh, specifically the racist kind of gun stores and when people come up to him and say oh good job for you know killing a young black man uh getting your ass beaten and shooting somebody basically he pulls out a bag of skittles and signs it for those people yes what a he weird ba- niche yeah what a fucking weird niche he carries skittles around and signs the bags for people and let's see uh he was suing the martin family for uh for money like they're not they weren't suing him he was suing them for emotional damage and all this and basically his (laughs) life being ruined and this is the real kicker here is uh he successfully sold the gun that killed Trayvon Martin for a quarter of a million dollars. I want to. I want to know what plantation that's fucking hanging from. Yeah, I want to know who <laughs> like, the fuck bought that gun. And uh, was the like, buyer not released for that one? I don't think so. I didn't even know that happened. Yeah. That's, I, yeah. Um. Uh, uh, that is incredibly scary he listed it originally on a couple other gun sites and they were just like even the even those like gun um gun broker which you know allows you to sell your guns on there even they were just like no we don't want any part this um (laughs) and (laughs) yeah this is too much and like but so eventually he found a site that allowed him to sell and he sold it for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars uh, and this is after he and his uh he got the gun back from the department of justice and immediately turned it around and sold it and he's just like i can sell it because this is my right as a gun owner to sell it but the thing is is that this uh, guy gets to you know go around uh signing bags of skittles uh, plagiarizing other people's artwork uh he likes to and sometimes he likes to paint Confederate flags. I'm sure business will be booming for him as all these uh, statues and flags go down. But it's just so it just shows you that there is a it's disgusting. It shows you it that disgusting. there is a very racial underbelly to this country. I don't even think it's an underbelly. I think it's been wide wide out, wide open for a long time. Uh, they just used to be a little less brave, in my opinion, but. The fact that somebody, and you know it's got to be some weird southern plantation in, like, fucking swamp-ass Louisiana or, like, backwards, like, Alabama or Tennessee. It's it's somewhere. Or Georgia. Or Georgia. Georgia Some rich rich redneck dude has this pistol, and he has probably mounted it above his bed and he probably looks at it and prays to it every night <laughs> probably yeah. it, uh, it this is like the kind of symbolism that we you know talk about a lot with these with these racists and white supremacists and it, this is how they get their rocks off this is how they because these people are not okay they're not well there is something wrong with them whether it be i don't want to even say like a mental disorder but maybe they've been wronged in life so much that they just turned into a big fucking loser. Mm-hmm. These are the kinds of problems we've got to fix, but in the meantime, this, this symbolism is very powerful for them. 
Uh, this is a way for them to reaffirm their worldviews 50 times a day because they're so insecure about everything that they just have to latch on to the, like a specific like framework of the world that like specifically caters to their you know their plights and their needs um this is like the culture war that we have to win against uh this is and it's thankfully like you mentioned with the statues being ripped down it's starting to happen a little bit uh where people are at least starting to wake up um I know people are starting to learn a lot more about racial injustice uh, ever since uh, the protests started um, and kind of like the, the implications of what's, you know, what's happening now and what's been happening for decades and, and generations. Um, so it is promising to see people waking up a little bit and some real action being taken, um, but we still have a long ways to go. So, you know, there is hope. There's just like, this is the beginning of the road, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there there has been some good news uh, the, this past week. Uh, the Supreme Court, surprisingly, in my opinion, uh, gave Trump two defeats, especially on trans rights and uh, on DACA. Mm-hmm. And gun, uh, actually. There were yeah. some weird, they didn't even like hear the Second Amendment uh, cases for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, and deeply into it. Yeah, and he it, Trump has been going insane about it. I need to yeah, wheat from him. Although the um the DACA thing, that's not completely over. Um, no, it's not over by a long shot. As yeah, from the from what I understood from the ruling, it um didn't. It basically said that the way that the administration tried to go about um, undoing DACA was not proper. They didn't go through mm-hmm. the proper processes, yeah. uh, but they yeah, didn't but... say that it couldn't be done uh, like through the official channels and if done properly. So DACA could potentially DACA. still get repealed. Yeah, DACA is still in very much jeopardy. It is still in jeopardy, but... There has I was uh, surprised that Roberts uh, sided with the left on this. Uh, Trump has been losing his fucking mind. Yes, he has. Some of the, yes, I'll read you some of the tweets. I will be releasing a new list of conservative Supreme Court justice nominees, which may include some and many of those already on the list by September 1st, 2020. If given the opportunity, I will choose from this list as in the past that conservative Supreme Court justice based on decisions being rendered now. This is more important than ever. Second Amendment, right to life, religious liberty, vote 2020. So he's using that as a uh, red meat for his base. Mm-hmm. And yeah. let's see. If... Yeah, he's been on. He has been on one today. I think, uh, oh God, I saw a tweet somewhere uh, basically saying, like, Trump hasn't tweeted for 16 hours. I think he might be dead. Yeah. <laughs> he's been stewing over this shit for so long. Yeah, he's been stewing over this for a while. Yeah. Yeah, he came after saying that uh, John, like, coming after John Robert. I don't know. These horrible and politically charged decisions out of the shotgun blast 
into the face there are of the people that are proud to call themselves Republican and conservatives. We need more justices or we will lose our Second Amendment right. Vote Trump 2020. <laughs> Shotgun blast into the face. Yeah, because that really happened, but, you know. Yeah, because uh, they didn't rule in his favor. Yeah. He's just uh, having a big fucking temper tantrum. It's yeah. I love to see it. Yeah, I I enjoy seeing it too. Um but, you know, there's still work to be done. I don't think DACA I don't think the dreamers are safe. And I don't think uh a lot of things like like I feel like the battles are not over even with the Supreme Court rulings. Yeah, they're not over. Especially, and, yeah, especially same with uh, trans uh, rights. Yeah, for sure. There's still a lot to be done with that. Like, I, it just seems like 2020 is the year where all of this stuff kind of hangs in the balance, and mm-hmm. it's just like this is a tipping point with, for so many things, and um, mm-hmm. it's just hard to keep track of everything. But um, <laughs> this, there's there, you know, the war is always there have been so many fronts to it and now we're all we're just seeing all the fronts and what's happening on them all at once it's there's just too much but um and it's unpredictable too that's the weird thing about it is 2020 has been completely unpredictable um we just have to take life like a week at a time at this point really mm-hmm. it's insane yeah well you got any plugs um, I do not, other than our stuff. If you want to hear more and see more of our content, um, <clears throat> visit americanshakedown.com. If you enjoy what you hear, consider donating. And I, that's, I think that's all I have. And uh, give us good reviews on whatever podcast platform. It's, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, wherever, because more ratings we get the easier it is to find our show for other people yep so thanks for tuning in and have a good one yeah and we'll see you next week